Rolling. Hey, you guys. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three uh, of The Real Idiots on, uh, or Flicks with Dicks, if you know our alternate uh, naming uh, for the hard course. <laughs> Anyways, and today uh, it is a lovely, not really lovely, it's not that nice outside, mid-Saturday afternoon, so uh, even less energy than usual. We're yep. all uh, tired from a, a boisterous Friday night, but uh, we're going to do a great kind of, you know, weekend afternoon film, a uh, one that'll definitely relate to the uh, upcoming season, it being October, and... Uh, we're going to do the Goonies. Goonies, one of my favorite flicks of all time. Um, I spent my early teen years wishing that I was these kids, uh, climbing trees and yelling, hey, you guys, very loudly at the top of my lungs. He's, he's very tall. I, Looks like Chunk. I, well, yeah. <laughs> I looked like Chunk then, too. I could do the truffle truffle pretty good back then. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, he doesn't really look like Chunk. Um, more like sloth. What? More like sloth. More like sloth. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so yeah, we're gonna do this. Uh, what we're gonna do uh, from this point on? I mean, we've just been kind of saying, okay, find the film on your own, and then we'll start it at uh, this point. Uh, with this one, we're going to put a link on our Twitter, so uh, you can follow us on Twitter. By the way, who are we? Uh, amazingly not good uh, hosts. Uh, I, of course, am Reem himself. And I'm Duder McNarley. And uh, you can follow us at uh, Reem himself, at Duder McNarley. And, of course, the important one to get the link for this, uh, it is uh, Real Idiots, at Real Idiots yeah. uh, uh, on Twitter. So you can follow us there, uh, get the link, and watch it along with us. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy our uh, ridiculous commentary on a classic Richard Donner film, The Goonies. Uh, any alternate names for this film uh, there? Uh... Actually, there is, and uh, you just said as I clicked on another box in my internet, but uh, in Argentina, Mexico, and Peru, it is known as Los Goonies. So <laughs> that, that sounded like Spanish and Chinese almost, but uh, it's... Anyways. Th thanks for that. Wow, thanks, you really, we'll get into uh, more of them a little later on. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. The big list. All right. So the point that we're going to start at, uh, if you are going by the link uh, that uh, we have attached uh, on our Twitter, uh, we're going to be starting at 15 seconds in. It should be just uh, for the rest of you, uh, if you have the film or if you have, uh, you know, if you have it, basically where we're going to start from is as soon as the uh, skull and crossbones comes up, uh, it uh, kind of pans, it goes right directly into the camera, and through the eye, you see Steven Spielberg presents. And that's so the very moment that Steven Spielberg presents comes onto uh, the screen uh, without the skull, the skull has faded out. So the second the skull fades out, that's the frame that we're starting on. Uh, if you want to be completely in sync with us, uh, regardless, we try. We kind of jump all over the place, anyways, just so uh, you can, um, you know, for the people who aren't following along with the film, and uh, we'll just be talking in general about uh, everything Goonies. So uh, let's get ready to go, and uh, here we go in five, four, three. 
Goonies. Dick Donner film. Um, those of you who don't know Richard Donner, he uh, he, he directed, directed a ton f- of films. Sorry, he's directed a ton of films. Yeah, he he he's probably best known for the first Superman, which he also directed the second Superman, but didn't finish it. I think mm-hmm. there's a cut of his now out that you can buy or rent. And uh, we're starting off here in the prison. Yeah, this line here, the uh, the louder you dogs bark, the uh, colder your lunch gets. We actually, uh, a film that I used in university, or film that I used, film that I worked on in university, this like major, major film. Uh, and by major film, I mean major film to us and to nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> but it was our like... first, uh, it was a good foray. Uh, it was called Ginger Lip. You can find it online somewhere. Uh, we use that very same line and pretty much the same premise, like uh, you know, this guy. <laughs> really? op- not not the not the film, oh, okay. uh, but this <laughs> this this uh, scene was pretty close in the jail that we shot. But uh, I didn't write it; just worked on it. It was a good time. So yeah, Ginger Lip. You can this find is, it. Uh, so yeah, Dick, Dick Donner also did uh, the Omen. That's another one that he did that I think that's one of the ones that got him this film and he also did my favorite Christmas movie of all time Scrooge which I'm definitely even if you don't do it I'm doing a commentary for that movie coming around Christmas time we're getting close to that by the way too that's, I'm doing National Lampoon's Christmas well, Vacation we can do both, for that's sure. for sure that we is got, my favorite Christmas movie by well, we'll far do, we'll do one each week right like yeah. you know people light candles before Christmas as the Catholics <laughs> we'll, we'll do a movie we'll do a podcast I, I don't know if I have uh, like do, do we we have a hard enough time getting together for this one. I don't know. We've been good lately. Let's just watch the movie, all right? <laughs> Stop fighting. Other films that this uh, gentleman has done, Richard Donner. Of course, uh, Superman 1 and uh, Superman 2 as well uh, as the Lethal Weapon films. Yes, Lethal Weapon films. You know, yes. 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um yeah, those are like I think those are he's, his big ones. He's pretty like. Oh, he also did the Tales from the Crypt Keeper TV show. Yep. Tales or Tales from the Crypt, yeah. Yeah. If you watch like the behind the scenes photos and stuff, he's pretty cool. Like he's the like classic director that always has the cigar in his mouth and is always just like. That's really the image I have of that guy. It's just the raspy voice and the smoke in the cigar, and uh, this is a pretty sweet chase starting the movie like how often do you get a car chase to start a film there's a lot of action for a it's a great action film for a child's for film a kid's you know movie, I mean? but it, it's yeah i think that was kind of the point right mm-hmm. a good child adventure film for sure and of course here's the appearance of the the late great or is, is he still alive <laughs> he's not dead cory fell <laughs> alive you're thinking of uh, cory haim cory haim yeah yeah uh, I say late, great in reference to his career only. True, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, here's Martha Plimpton, who I still see in stuff now and have a big crush on her. She's yeah. she's pretty, she's hilarious. Data. Yep. Double O negative. Jonathan Kikwan. Yep. The, uh, the brilliant little kid who devises all the insane... Uh, He's got a pretty good, uh, pretty good mastery there. Yeah, he also played Short Round in uh, Temple of Doom. Little what that no- for love, Dr. Jones? <laughs> Little known fact about him, he actually works for Apple now in the design department. Yeah, he's 
I made that great, up. He's a great I ball. completely really? made that up. Really? But I, you could believe it. You could believe it. I, I agreed with it as if I knew that. Uh, Jeff Cohen, Chunk, who's probably the arguably one of the best characters in this film and in cinema history. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have, I've seen interviews of this where they talked about... Um, in the script, it kept saying ORV. ORV. Which, which is off-road vehicle. This race is an ORV race. That's what, in the 80s, SUVs were called. They were off-road vehicles. Or maybe not SUVs, but... Just them racing along the beach. Yeah. But off-road vehicle. Where's this film filmed? Portland. Well, in Oregon area. Yeah. Definitely looks very it is West very, Coast, yeah. Oregon-ish. And we, we barely mentioned, like, I mean, we said the title that we started with, Steven Spielberg. Like, he's, this was his idea. This was his, I guess, yeah, him, pieces of, it, of his childhood. That, he wrote it with Chris Columbus. Well, he wrote the story, and then Columbus did the script. I, oh. But I, I think all three of them kind of sit in and decided what they wanted to put in this kid's action film that they were making. And then yeah. Columbus went off and did it. But Chris and, Columbus, uh, who uh, directed the first two Harry Potters, and... Uh, he direct, he directed Home Alone, I think, right? Uh, Christopher Columbus? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. He also founded America. <laughs> or the West Indies, actually. He's a very busy, busy man. <laughs> He's yeah. a busy individual. And that skull light bulb in the foreground there, I've always wanted that in my bedroom. And, of course, uh, the big tough guy here with the bandana... Uh, what a revitalized career that guy that had. That guy's had you know the last I mean? few years. I think he's always been consistently working, but just in the last... Now he's like five big, years. Big, yeah, big, he's big. He's a movie star. Yeah. That's for damn sure. He was pretty good in W, if uh, you haven't seen, uh, I, I haven't seen Oliver Stone's yet, W. Yeah. He was... Uh, I mean, he doesn't look like... Bush per, per se, but he personified him so crazily, like really perfectly. You find that, I, or I find that sometimes the people that uh, you don't think would play a well, like a character well, or some a person that you know or a character you know well, they always end up doing the best job. Like uh, Woody Harrelson in People vs. Larry Flint is a pretty good one. They don't look alike at all, but he personifies them perfectly. And here's probably most people's, probably the most well-known scene in this whole film is the uh, childhood obesity joke of uh, the truffle shuffle. Shall we, uh, oh, it happened. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to do, pause or what? No. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's still here. <laughs> This is the Rube Goldberg that opens the uh, gate, which is pretty awesome. Any movie that has a Rube Goldberg scene in it is automatically a good film in my book. <laughs> uh, all, these kids are pretty brilliant. You yeah, know, they think are. About it. All, all of them really have their uh, they really have their shit together. You turd. <laughs> You know what? Chunk as a Halloween costume would be pretty good. You have to already kind of look like him, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know? But just those clothes. 
I, I play golf in a big in a tournament every year. I think I'm just gonna essentially get Chunks outfit for that golf tournament next year because it's. I'll uh. <laughs> I can, I'll go for the Josh Brolin. Yeah. The bandana and the sweatsuit. Yeah. That actually used to be my wardrobe as well, bandanas and sweatsuits. And I used to wear Doc Martens with sweatpants. Jesus. As like a kid? whole Doc Martens. Yeah, when I was... I had Doc Martens for about three months in the second or third grade because kids' shoes only fit for about three months. And, yeah. There's a lot of wiener in this movie just basically because of that statue. Yeah. They're big on uh, it's, uh, Michelangelo's David that uh, they're holding up there. I remember um, when I was young, uh, my family took me to Italy, and <laughs> strategic breaking in this film uh, where the where it breaks off. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember like my mom took us to see the statue of David, and uh, we were in Florence, and you know we walk into the Fizi, and you know. And you just think, oh my God, it's gonna be unbelievable. And she's like, you're gonna see David. And of course, us as kids, we don't know what the hell it is. And I was maybe, I don't know, ten, like not even ten, like uh, at that time. My brother's much younger. We uh, walk in, and she's like, oh, let's take a picture with it, you know, because uh, we've got to show your people at school. And apparently, me and my brother were just mortified. And we're like, we can't take that to school. Yeah. Mom, what's going on? This is crazy. Like she <laughs> we thought she was mental. And she was laughing her ass off. She didn't even think think about it. And it's like, well, I mean, he's not covered, Mom. <laughs> you guys could have just like taped a leaf over it or something like that. It's grandma. A mother that doesn't even know her children's name is a pretty classic bit. Like my family. Feldman grinning in the background, rubbing his hands together is pretty, pretty funny. I think. <laughs> very ver. <laughs> they're very versed on where the drugs are in their house. So. Absolutely. Always separate your drugs. And he's good at Spanish. You he's know? really like, good I mean, too. He's... Like these kids are brilliant kids. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. It's, uh, I mean, they're... Shame none of them got careers after had this. careers after. <laughs> no, that's not true. They've all had careers. Well, we don't things. know what their characters did. You know, their characters <laughs> might have gone on to do... Are you talking about like what <laughs> Chunk did afterwards? Yeah. All right, all right. Like what do you what do you see Chunk as when he grows up? Chunk would own. He'd I'd, probably I'd own, own a that, Margaritaville somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> probably something like that. Well, no, the um, when there was discussed, there's been discussions a bunch of times of sequelizing this movie, and it's always been their kids were going to be the next generation of Goonies, and it was going to be it was going to be set in Data still lives in that city or they all well they all still live in that city and data owns like a radio shack and that's where they all <laughs> hang out and that's where their adventure come it comes from really so data would obviously own the radio the circuit right. store in the in the town uh 
What about uh, what about Brand? What would he be doing? Brand would be working at a like like demolition. Yeah, demolition or construction or or like at the garage. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he you know he needs wheels now. Yeah, he, he's had the bike, the famous bike scene. Yeah. Coming up. Sean Austin's character. He would be going on adventures trying to destroy rings <laughs> in mountains of fire. I don't know, Mouth wearing the purple rain shirt. I guess I, I would go ahead and say that he'll end up being like a prince cover. <laughs> uh, I don't know how successful that would be. In a group called Raspberry Beret. It's probably the only other song other than <laughs> Purple Rain that I know. Great tune, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah. There's a recurring bit where people screw up words. Their mom did it earlier on. Mm-hmm. Brand does it a bunch of times. Or no, not Brand. Sean Astin's character. Why am I spacing on that right now? He does it a bunch of times. And and then eventually Data has a big one where yeah. he's like, I'm going to set booty traps in it. It's booby traps. And yeah. I just... You know, you it's, it, it's, it. a, it's an inconsistent gag because it keeps going to different characters, but I guess it works because they're with each other so much they yeah. would pick up weird traits like that. Yeah, Mikey. Is who Mikey, sorry. Of. I don't know why I didn't know. It's my favorite movie. How do I not know the main character's name? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why this museum is so cheap that they need to store their stuff at a employee's house. <laughs> yeah that is uh there's there's whole i mean like any movie there's always holes and everything you got to suspend disbelief a little bit but but why they would keep they precious keep like artifacts in the where children could cut holes in mouths and stick their tongue through yeah <laughs> you're ruining my joke Apparently, uh, I, I can't remember who it was. One of these kids uh, caught chicken pox during the film. Uh, chunk. Uh, yeah. Says it rated. Yeah. And then the people couldn't. Uh, he kept coming. Like he, he, even though you know you're not supposed to be around anyone. Anyone. When, uh, yeah. He he's was just worried, worried he'd lose the, the he'd lose yeah. the role Jeff because Cohen. he's a big uh, you know. He 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 looks like that kid. You. But honestly, think if that had happened to him and somebody else was chunk and had done a good or better ver like how you'd hate yourself. You would you would you wouldn't live through your teen years. You would go, I I blew it all, I missed it because I had fucking chicken pox. Come on. Yeah, but I mean, how much has Jeff Cohen done since? He doesn't yeah. have to do anything. Since that guy could make a, the guy can make a career lifetime out of being chunk. People do that all the time. He hasn't he hasn't done uh, anything since a TV movie in 1991, and uh, before that it wasn't much prettier, to be honest. True. Fair enough. Poor poor chunk. Although he's a he's a smooth operator now. If you look him up on IMDb. Yeah. He's uh. Slimmed not, down a bit. Not as chunky. Yeah. No. But even though I've I've seen the commentary to this that they did the actual one. Um. And there's video along with that, and he wasn't even really. That's that's recent. Like it's in, in the years, the recent years that he's lost that weight because he was still a little, he was a little puffy there. So 
So uh, here's basically the setup of the entire movie right now. Yeah. Where they've found the treasure map. Treasure stories are always, always exciting. Yeah, absolutely. For children, you know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. I'm trying to think of other good treasure movie references, you know, or what, what other what other treasure hunts were there? For well, Kate? like Muppet Treasure Island is a film I can remember <laughs> seeing in the theaters, which is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> you have Boom Boom Stick. We go now. <laughs> uh, uh, treasure Island Kids. Uh, that's uh, that's apparently a film. Uh, that we'll have to do eventually. <laughs> no. There's three of them. They're Disney films, so... Treasure Planet would be the cartoon one. I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, there's all there's Treasure Island, like the old 50s old movies 50s, yeah. and stuff like that, but... Uh, feels like there's a lot more. Any, Basically, anything... Maybe I'm just thinking of all of the DuckTales, every DuckTales yeah, episode. true. true. <laughs> Which, well, no, uh, just in general, like... A kid could understand we have to find this, whatever it is. Like, every video game is you have to find the princess or you have to do... So it's it's a theme that is simple and basic enough for kids to understand. Mm-hmm. And then you just add in a bad guy. Like the Fatellis. See, uh, yeah, that's where it's, that's the first time of it, but then it switches between the two of them. There's a few continuity errors in this film, but it's one of those ones where it's so good, you just gotta let them go, really. And I don't know if this, this version probably won't have the famous deleted octopus scene in it, but... That's a whole other continuity error in itself because at some point when they're on the beach getting rescued, I mean, we'll get to this later, and one of them says, and then there was this octopus, and you, you can't really tell. Like It already seems like these kids are exaggerating, but they're not, but all of a sudden this octopus came out of nowhere. It's a pretty cool scene if it's in here. hope it is, but probably won't be. <laughs> I always used to have try when I was a kid try and have speeches like this. Everyone would be like, "Shut up!" Like, let's. My mom's got Kool Aid for us. Just, just chill out. We're not gonna find anything. It's true. They get very, very they, emphatic about yeah. everything. I like that. Uh, you know, sometimes about kids. But no other kid ever goes for it. Like, we can beat these guys. I know we can. I know that they're bigger than us. <laughs> but basketball is our game. It's not our game at all. Also, uh, we just missed it uh, since we're in the new scene. But uh, while the boys are in the attic, one of them uh, knocks over uh, that picture frame. And, like, it's horizontal. But, uh, you know, the the picture in it is actually framed for a it's a, it's a vertical photo oh really or a vertical image yeah so he kind of knocks it into the right way Just... well, what is it? I told you it was dad's business look at him smiling they can't wait until tomorrow when they focus on all the whatever you call it 
trash the goon dogs. When they wreck our house, I hope they make it a sand trap. And and never get their balls out. out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Data's character. Uh, where's the Where's that kid from? Like original or not? Uh, not the character, but the, the actual guy. Believe China. Believe his parents are Chinese immigrants. I don't know that a hundred percent. Did you, Did you completely just make that up? No, I feel like I've heard that information. I, I, I mean, the name. No, Vietnam. Jonathan. Vietnam. Oh, Vietnam. Yeah. He look. He looks I'm South Indian. Asian. Yeah. Definitely. That's true. Well, he's Jonathan Key Kwan, but in in some films he's Kihi Kwan, or I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. But no time for love, Doctor Jones. <laughs> Amazing line. That was a pretty simple, uh, simple trick there. Really, just a, just got his pants a little bit wet. Just poorly, he was just poorly placed himself. Yeah. This is. I kind of think. Oh no, this one isn't a green screenshot. How many people tried to make? Did Did you ever have to try to make treasure maps when you were young and yep. like then school? Then they put cheap, dip it and she bag it. Yeah. I remember my, my little sister told me a story. She got in trouble because she went to the teacher and said, we need to teabag these papers to make them look like they were actually treasure maps. And the teacher goes, that's not funny. I know what that means. And they literally didn't mean like teabag like the dirty way everyone else means it. They meant something honest and childish. <laughs> you don't see a lot of uh, people working out a with those chest spring things no. anymore, and B to Cindy Lauper. No, that's true. Cindy Lauper is pretty awesome, though. I uh, I hung out with Cindy Lauper for a uh, get the quite a while. front right out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I never told you. I no, when I was uh, um, back in the day, well, back in the day, like a few, a couple of years ago, my uh, friend. She uh, works at the. She did work at this time uh, for Egal Canada, which is like a equal rights for uh, the LGBT community yep. kind of thing. And uh, they were holding an event called the True Colors Tour, right? Yep. Uh, and Cindy Lauper was one of the headliners. They also had like the Kinks, Rosie O'Donnell, and so forth, you know. And uh, what happened was. Basically, they needed somebody to help transport, uh, like help be with the people when they left the the show, which was at the Molson Amphitheater. Yep. Uh, and to go to the after party. So, she since I had worked in radio and like on sets and stuff, like I'm yep. not. She's like, you're not phased by celebrity, and I'm not really. I wouldn't be anyways, you know. So yeah, she was true. like, okay, you can do it. Uh, or could you do this for me? And I said, shit, yeah, like, no problem. Let's let's do this. I get yeah. to go to the after party, right? So once everybody gets to the after party, and I get to, like, hang out in the limo and, well, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. We get to the after party, and everyone's, like, just 
just giving it, right? Yeah. Like, just drunk is, you know, it's a big, big... Yeah, it's a big deal. Big uh, gala, you know, and it's, but it's the who's who of the queer community. <laughs> I want my bike, I want my bike. That's one of my little sister's favorite bit. Continue yeah. with this Indy Lapa story. So, you know, it's, uh, it's the who's who of the... Uh, the uh, LGBT of the Church of Wellesley area. Yeah, uh, and you know I'm partying, whatever. And uh, Cindy Lauper, um, I'm hanging out with her, and uh, she breaks out the vodka. Oh so wow! So we start. Uh, she's literally just necking a bottle of vodka and passing it. You know what I mean? That's and I'm amazing. Like, Boom! This is going. Uh, this is going really well. That's classic. Just to add a second element to the story. I uh, obviously got I got hit on a uh, quite a few times. Uh, at one point, I'm you know I'm with my friend. She's a female, you know. Yep. Uh, she enjoys the company of other females, but also likes to hang out, you know, with uh, her dude friends. All right. Dancing with her, and uh, this gentleman comes up behind me, and and uh, at that moment, I felt for every single woman that anyone has ever hit on in a bar you know like those yep. sleazy dudes who just put your arms around you. like i understood that yep. you know right then so this guy you know i'm trying to literally do the girl dance away thing the elbows back and yep. just like okay not 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 yeah right and my friend whispers to the person uh he, he's straight and the guy flipped out, like flipped out, said, never in my life, and whatever, and like freaked out. And then uh, they told me he was the Grand Marshal of the uh, Gay Pride Parade, of oh, the wow. Tr- Toronto <laughs> Gay Pride Parade. Then I go to the uh, bar, right, to try and drink my sorrows away. Yep. And a, uh, a gentleman squeezes in beside me, says, you're the uh, cute, you're, you're the uh, escort for the night, aren't you? And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? Like, you were the cute guy escorting all the, like, uh, you know, people in? And I was like, uh, I guess. He's like, do you want to be my escort? And I'm like, um, no, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. I'm all set. Got my drink, right? And he's like, uh, and he started following me. And then, I, you know, I just kind of weaseled my way out of it. And, uh, green screen. Some, and somebody told me, yeah, that's a bad green screen. Somebody was like, hey, do you know who that is? And I was like, I have no idea. And they said it uh, it was uh, Carson from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Oh, okay. I'm uh, unfamiliar <laughs> with the show, but apparently I'm also very popular yes. at uh, some point. So, and so it always made me think. I mean, if I, if I liked, you know, gentlemen, other gentlemen, I'd probably be a, a lot better off in life, <laughs> a lot more rich, yeah. and uh, making other dudes jealous. But... Uh, the second I saw some cock flying at my face, I think it'd be over. <laughs> all right, this is a children's film we are watching. All right, all right, back to the Goonies. <laughs> so that was fantastic. Who wants to who wants to hear about Mikey? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what that's what this uh, podcast is all about. It's just uh, anything that can. Bring back some memories, have a couple, have a quick chat, you know, no big All deal. All right, yeah, sure. Whatever you got to get off your chest. So uh, there, explain, <laughs> explain to folks what's going on now in the uh, Right film. now they're getting to the, um, I guess it's like a summer restaurant, which is basically where their map 
takes the next step. It, it, it brings you into the, it's, it's where the first stop on the map that they're uh, following takes them to. And, uh, and they've just heard gunshots. Turn off your brain, all right? <laughs> oh. The tagline, of course, for this film, the pirate map, the villainous crooks, the underground caverns, the booby traps, the skeletons, the monster, the lost treasure, and the magic that is the Goonies. That's a terrible tagline. It's a, it's <laughs> it's a really, really bad. bad, way too long tagline. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's really just... Uh, like a shopping list of. I think things. the real tagline that people will tell you is "Never say die." <laughs> uh, I I recently was at um, Fan Expo, and yeah. all the artists, you know, they sell all their stuff, and they have their they have their own interpretations of movie posters. And I bought one, which was the Goonies, and it's it's probably one of my favorite movie posters ever, and it's not even the real one, but holy holes. And, uh, yeah, I, this, this movie's awesome. <laughs> That's all I can really say. Forget Kareem's gay story. This, this, this <laughs> looks great. <laughs> and, uh, Mama, Mama Fatelli. Yeah. She's a, uh, she's one of those 80s characters that you used to see all the time in films, eh? Yep. Like, she, her she face. Was, she was Throw Mama from the Train, right? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's uh, not a... Not a pretty woman. Are you kidding me? I think she's gorgeous. Anne, <laughs> Anne Ramsey. Anne Ramsey. Mama Fatelli. That's her name. And her boys are... Uh, she was quite a busy actress in the 1980s, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. Jake and Francis. Uh, Francis, of course, played by Joe Pantliamo, which uh, some people know as Ralphie or Ralph Cifaretto from The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. He was also, is it Cypher from Matrix? The guy screws them all over. Uh, why, oh, why didn't I take the blue pill? <laughs> that guy, I can't do his that's, voice that well, but he's one of my favorite. He's dev- in, in Sopranos, he's probably one of the best characters mm-hmm. ever to be on Sopranos. And then uh, Robert Devi playing Jake. We are serving tongue. <laughs> is that true? Can you really squeeze somebody's cheeks and their tongue pops out like that? <laughs> I guess it depends on the guess it depends shape on the person, of your mouth. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll give it a try. No, mine goes in. I just naturally do it, so. And it just kind of hurts, really. Yeah. But you know. She Again, needs to make a point. Yeah. Both yawning. That's not good. You don't see a lot of rain slickers anymore either. You know, no. like really good. What are those? Like you know, just plastic. I have to buy one soon for sure. Anytime I'm on sets, it rains, so I get drenched. Yeah, it would come in. Uh, it would come in handy. Yeah, they do. Is that water? That's brown. <laughs> I think that's the joke. I know that's a joke. <laughs> why, like, why do they all what just a up genius comment? <laughs> genius. Look at that water. It's brown. It looks well, like, we've taken it up a new level you know, here. We, we really um, are the descriptive geniuses. 
Yeah. <laughs> Swishing the water back and forth. She's very manly looking. She you know what I mean? She looks like a... Uh, do you remember the baby on uh, the... Uh, Oh, what's that? Oh. Maniac Mansion. Oh, okay. I think Remember Maniac the- Mansion? It was like it was like a baby who had this disease where they grow into like it was like a forty-year-old man baby. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna say baby from that show, The Dinosaurs. She does. She does look like that. That's not uh, the mama. Not the mama. <laughs> not the mama. Fatality. I have. I have oh. Yeah. I have a uh, a VHS of that. We should maybe watch a couple episodes and do commentary to those. Of course, here uh, comes our introduction to one of the movie's most popular characters, I'd say. Absolutely. Sloth. Big Sloth. Getting uh, basically just, just the shit kicked yeah, out of him all the time, you know? Beginning. Just treat it like complete crap. I can't pronounce I this gentleman's last name, so I'm gonna let you try it. If you Matuzak. Can. Matuzak. Yeah, he's a he was a American football defensive lineman. Uh, he was in the NFL and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he was in Wisconsin. I'm trying to figure out what uh, what team he actually played for when he was in the NFL. There's a picture of him with Mr. Mr. T. They, they were in an episode of uh, A-Team. Yep. Quarterback Sneak <laughs> was his character name in that episode. Wow. Uh, joined the Houston Texas. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, Oakland Raiders. Oh, he's a Raider. Former defensive end for the Oakland Raiders. Also competed in the world's strongest man competition. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, he weighed 300 pounds. Uh, very big man. Yep. And then, of course, Sloth. Yep. Yep. Ugh. And the uh, the one like the one eye that's always you know out of place on uh, Sloth's face. Uh, it's mechanically operated off screen by a remote. So they had to time. They had to time the blinking to match the blinks of the robotic eye. So they'd count down, like you know, three, two, one, and then they tell him to blink. Yeah. You know. And uh, they they kept telling you know they said okay try not to get him wet in the scene. Uh, By the way, for this film, they used over nine hundred thousand gallons of water. Wow. So uh, kind of a. Not an eco-friendly film. No, no you know. No. Uh, so, uh, anyways, they told they they told the cast try your best not to get sloth wet outside of the pirate ship, but the kids did inadvertently, and uh, at one point the eye spazzed out, and they had to hold up film for the uh, for an entire day. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah. What if that shocked him? That would have been bad. And uh, also, at one point in the film, sloth's wearing an Oakland Raiders T-shirt. Apparently, oh yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, there we go. So that's John Matsuzak. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. From Oak Creek, Wisconsin, USA. And uh Martha Plimpt- Plimpton finally comes into play. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She is cute. Like she's like 
kind of that every girl, you know. Yeah. Very, very girl next door. Absolutely. And again, the Same style would well. the style would be popular now. Like she looked like that now. Oh yeah. Maybe the hair toned her down a bit, yeah. but otherwise, yeah. that girl would still be that this whole eighties, nineties revival look. Yeah. Absolutely. Like what she's wearing would be, you know, people would be down. I mean, she is like twelve in the film. <laughs> yeah. She does look quite young, but yep. just saying, just saying, that's all. Uh... She's uh, she's not looking so pretty now, Martha Plimpton. You uh, say you still got a, still got a thing for her. She was in Parenthood, right? Yep. Like, uh, what else has she been in lately? Oh. Raising Hope. Just TV stuff. Yeah, just junk like that. Law and Order, Grey's Anatomy. Or maybe I don't so much have a crush on her now, but she's still... Not a... She's funny. Stuff I've seen her in since, she's been funny. She's got like one of them squinty faces. Oh, God. Uh, If you look up Martha Plimpton on IMDb, she does not have very flattering photographs up. You're being mean. Oh, no, buddy. Look look at this one uh, with her and Jeremy Davies from the 64th yeah, okay, Primetime Emmys. Yeah, that's... It's pretty brutal. That one's bad. To that be fair, it's not nice. great on him either. No. But, uh, that's a bad angle. Do me a favor, folks. IMDB that. Martha Plimpton, and then just first photo that comes up. It's rough. It is rough. Yeah, they got, take, they got a photo taken at the wrong time, dude. Rough, what rough stuff. No big deal. Martha Plimpton's listening, which I know she is not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> most of our listeners aren't listening at this point. That's true. That's <laughs> very true. They tuned out when I was uh, when my Cindy Lauper story went the uh, went south. Yeah, you didn't really. I mean, I, you're yeah. I just <laughs> had to add the actual comedy element of that story because, I mean. She wasn't a big part of the story, except no, for the really fact wasn't. that we drank. Uh, I drank together. vodka with her. I would have just ended it at the vodka, to be honest. <laughs> I, I I know, but yeah, there was a story there. Who is this Cindy Lapa, and why is she so unusual? And this is during the like rock and wrestling wrestling era. Like nineteen eighty five was when like Vince McMahon was trying to get a lot of. It was when WrestleMania happened, and so. In the music video for her song, Good Enough, which is basically this movie done short. <laughs> yes. The characters within that are Captain Lou Albano, a bunch of wrestlers from back then. I think Andre the Giant might have even been in the music video. Uh, so it was go. a weird, very strange crossover. And they even talked about it in the commentary as well, about how, like, you know, we're we're supposed to be promoting our movie, but all of a sudden, all these WWF guys are here, and it's all of a sudden a wrestling match as well. So, mm-hmm. but <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently the film uh, Astoria, Oregon, is where the uh, yes is where they filmed it, and apparently there's a tour there. Like, like there's like a Goonies, that's pretty a legitimate Goonies tour. In Astoria, so. as as much as a bummer as people make the Pacific Northwest out to be, a lot of good movies get made. Oh, tons of movies! You because know. I think that that's one of those like every town places. It's 
Yeah, it's pretty beautiful over there. Yeah, I would. Uh, I've never been. I haven't so. been. Yeah, <laughs> but just the images are. Yeah, you're pretty I'm, bad with this uh, line. You don't. You don't know anything about any movies. So you I've just been no a lot. Well, no, I've been. <laughs> I've been like Northern California and stuff like that, but not. I haven't made it up to Portland or. Although I have friends there. And Vancouver is just a shame that I've only passed through it. Yeah. Like, I've been in Vancouver just to fly out of it. So. Yeah, same. So you can't tell nothing from that, but no. apparently it's apparently it's gorgeous. Nice. Yeah. But uh, if anyone's from Vancouver, Portland, or any shit like that, <laughs> Props. Give us a, give us a holler. Send us some pictures. $50 Let us know. bill. $50 bill. So, uh, Data's counterfeiting? No, he's not counterfeiting. The Fatalis are. Yeah. Data just discovered it. $50 bill. $50 bill. Nice. There's a lot of cut-ins where they show people's hands. And a lot of times, apparently, it's like adult hands. Like, you'll see <laughs> five pairs of hands around the newspaper or the poster of the Vitellis or the, the map. And you're, you're, you're lucky if you don't see a uh, wedding ring, like a wedding band on somebody's <laughs> hand. You know, it's... <laughs> They're not going for... Uh, I mean, it's a kid's movie. For fun. It is. No, I know. And, you, you know, that's why you have stand-ins, but it'd be funnier if it was, like, midget stand-ins. Ah. the famous yeah. corpse scene. Yeah, nobody, nobody likes a corpse. It's a stiff! <laughs> 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 oh, it's amazing. One thing I like about Chunk is he's kind of, I mean... As much as he's a kid, he talk. He, they kind of make him talk like a like an old crusty like old, adult. Crusty you know adult, what I mean? Yeah, like old. he really. Like, <laughs> uh, even uh, mouth throws down the sweetly at one point. Yeah. They kind of have adult language mixed in. It's a stiff. That's what I say every morning when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a beauty. <laughs> Oh man! I really wish that I like. I'm glad I don't, but I kind of wish I knew people that were like this that just be pissed off at each other and immediately pull guy. Like at any moment, shit could get real. Yeah. Help! Help! <laughs> Mikey, or like, or Sean Austin in general, he tends to be this really, he's always this noble kind of, you know, yeah. sort of brave, cheering everybody on yeah. guy. The well, only movie he's not, which is the weirdest movie ever, too, is uh, Fifty First Dates. He plays, it's a the Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore movie. Yeah, what's he, plays, he in that? He plays her brother, and he plays this, like, roid... Attic, like steroid attic. Oh yeah, 
and has roid rage all the time and like he's always asking like I, I think there's a doctor in the movie and he always asks like questions about like his penis shrinking and all this kind of stuff but it was like the first movie he did after Lord of the Rings so you've been like really samified by him for like the last three years and all of a sudden he's playing this weird jacked up fucking goofball yeah is a is a weird change on him, but you're right. He's usually the noble kind of cheering everybody on, Mr. Frodo, like yeah, you know, or Rudy, Rudy, yeah, cheering on yeah, life. Rudy. I He's think telling everybody to yeah, you can do it. I think every guy likes Rudy. Yeah, I I don't rate really, like uh, Rudy's okay. You, you know I've what movie I like? Uh, football movie I like, but it's underrated. Go for it. Radio. Remember Radio. With Cuba Gooding it's, Jr. It's funny that you're like this one and uh, what we were just saying. Um, Rudy? Rudy. Were both movies that played against sports would let us watch. Like they had a DVD player there. Yeah. And now two of those were movies that I watched all the time and I never actually watched them. They were just on while I worked. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Same with uh, um, Remember the Titans. And then I was like, oh, so we can, as long as they're sports movies, I can watch movies here? They're like, well, no, you can rent mo- or you can buy movies and we'll pay you for them kind of thing, but you're not here to watch them. Yeah. So I got Major League, which got turned down, um, Sandlot, which got okayed, so I watched it constantly, and then I bought, like, a couple Wayne Gretzky and, like, hockey DVDs and watched those all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, Radio, Remember the Titans, and uh, Rudy were played pretty regularly coming up to some uh some discoveries here yep you want to uh run us through uh what's going on uh yeah sure the kids have just gotten into the tunnel where as uh mikey told us this is where it begins um and chunk was in with the stiff in the fridge so he's now out of the building and he's going to go get help. Separated from the gang. Separated from the gang, yeah. And, uh... Which really, he seems like the most cowardly one. Should should they be leaving him alone? Yeah, uh... I, I always think of it as, like, the coming of age. Like, Chunk needs to... <laughs> he this. needs to he, do this. He needs to do this, otherwise <laughs> he'll never... He'll never fully be a goonie. I understand. And, and he... The bits with him and the fatalities is absolutely... They're the, probably some of my favorite Comic scenes. genius, Yeah, definitely. they're comic genius, and they're also filmed really well. Like, the scene where he pulls up with them in the car, yeah. and the light goes on, and you see his face in the mirror and everything like that is pretty spectacular. Here it is. Just <laughs> 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 I'm just a Stop, kid. Stop, I'm just a kid. <laughs> He says it with the Italian accent too. The yeah. Fatellis. Fatellis. Really ugly people. <laughs> How does he get lit up out of nowhere? <laughs> I, I don't know. That, as funny as it is, that kind of used to scare me when I first saw the movie. What, like, what's that? Just him singing. Like the kid him going singing? into. First off, the kid going into Hebrew is pretty genius. Yeah. <laughs> but him singing kind of creeped me out, you know what I mean? And like the. His face is priceless. <laughs> priceless. And then, priceless. And then they put him next friend. to the stiff. 
Uh, <laughs> and his scream always sounds like more of a cry as yeah, well. Really you know, is, it yeah. sounds like he's like a baby crying, which Just always yeah. made me howl. Oh man, this is the uh, this is where they're trying to find their way. I mean, it's a crazy underground system they've got going on for this, you know, general Oregon town. And so uh, here we can definitely see where some of this water (laughs) was wasted. Yeah, absolutely. Under the... Well, I mean, the whole whole set where the... (laughs) The ship. The ship is. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that was a funny little gag. The yeah, uh, person trying to drink the, out of the, the, fountain. the fountain, and then the fountain just smokes them in the face. Like, they're right under the Astoria Country Club. What is this guy, guy? The guy with the, the eye guy patch. The eye patch is so good. Like, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a country club gentleman with an eye patch just sitting in there. And he's such a he's such a he's so randomly placed. And the soap on a rope. Yeah, soap on a rope. Soap on a rope. I forgot about that soap necklace. You never see that. And this is the guy earlier. Is it Todd? No, I can't remember the character's name. No idea. But he gets his. Yeah, we know Todd. Reading guns and ammo. Yeah, guns and ammo. Daddy. Like now. And then here we go. Water extravaganza. Yeah. Just water works. Just hosing it, down these kids. And leads them the way. Shows them the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... uh, It's pretty lucky. Pretty interesting. I mean, <laughs> if you're a kid, this is like... It really is... I mean, apart from, you know, Chunk... It's really the most ideal, ideal way to uh, have an adventure. Like they get like w- pretty much water slides, yeah, and get you know, and get to <laughs> become some of his best lines. This is the Chunk's best. Crying. We're gonna shut up for this. I love how he just he goes into a huge <laughs> just immediately spills his beans on yeah, everything, everything. He's ever done. And like the stealing the beard for for playing Moses. That's not even that bad. That's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, he's, <laughs> poor kid. He it, just like tells everything. Just those, total those confessional. Things, yeah, those things are totally like things that Bart Simpson would do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's classic eight-year-old... In the 80s. In the 80s. Badness. Yeah. Oh, Kids used to get into good good trouble, you know what I mean? Like, if I may be topical, trouble. If I may, may be topical, malarkey is what people get into. Yeah, they did, they did get into malarkey. He 
pig now. <laughs> they're just so. I like how they're they're still listening to yeah. him. They still are paying attention. They let him go on. To this kid who's just saying the dumbest just shit. Just spilling his guts. Poor and guy. The next part here kills me. Oh. Yeah. This uh, that love interest stuff is uh. It's random. There, there always has to be some oh, sort there always of like, has to be some sort of love or couple story. Even in these like child even movies, kids, movie, yeah, kids movies, there's always a girlfriend. I, I don't, I never, and like half the time their relationship was completely not even relevant, relevant to anything cool all. in the film. Like, it really uh, adds on, yeah. Like in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Remember uh, yep. that couple? They didn't need those two. Well, it really just pays off with the joke of French class. French class? You don't remember that oh. joke? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Lou Gehrig. That's not valuable at all. <laughs> Chester Copperpot's a great uh, great film name. Explore An explorer's name, yeah. Yeah. I could totally believe a guy named Chester Copperpot looked for yeah. this. And uh, this dynamite you wouldn't think would be so... Well, they got, you know, they, they're mixed in with the candles. Chester Copperpot was, you know, narrowing down his supplies and just kept the dynamite in with the candles. But with all the water in this uh, area... Yeah, that's true. For how long Chester, we can assume that Chester's been, been dead, there. Yeah. You, you wouldn't think it would, uh, yeah penis skull as it's been named right now <laughs> oh hey guys now that we've got look at this see what I found that's not a good idea look at that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's booby traps galore. Again, like not it, only not only do the kids, you know, have the kids own, set up yeah. a lot of bo- booty traps, but uh, it's just you know, I guess it's it's supposed to be like Indiana Jones for well, children. Is, yeah, it is very Temple of Doomish this scene, anyways. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, the Rube Goldberg aspect to it. Simple machines made complicated. I wonder who did the music. Is it, uh, it's not a, Johnny, is it John I believe, Williams? Yeah, I believe it is John Williams. I mean, it definitely sounds like John. Yep. How, how many, like, how many films has that guy done? Like, a lot. He's probably scored everything. Yep. <laughs> well, anything that, like, the biggest directors in the world do, pretty much. Yeah. Wonder how much that guy that guy's gotta be. Oh, know, he's got worth. some money. Yeah. He's got some dough. You know what movie he scored before he did Star Wars? What's that? Valley of the Dolls. There we go. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a good movie. No. It's Any... Probably not. It's a woman it's based on like a woman's like a, a the fifty shades of grey of that time. Oh novel. yeah? Yeah. Which would mean that they talked about pushing the beds together. (laughs) 
and these very real looking bats. Those bats uh, are basically just are apparently pieces of paper just uh, being hung. Just I mean, and they <laughs> exactly they totally look like it. I love the fact that they really start, you know, start liking him, yeah, admitting exactly. all the junk it's that like he is. Like reverse Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> this kid, he's he's our captive, but he's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, they've got they've got sloth, but they're yet yeah, they're terrified of bats. Oh yeah, like for sure. absolutely terrified. <laughs> poor kid yeah poor guy oh just admits everything yep yeah, uh, the music so. isn't by uh, it's by Dave Grusin really yeah I am but it is a very John Williams sounding well I was stumped I apologize yep yeah. who also I don't know. He didn't do that that many. He did the grand opening of Walt Disney World and a bunch of TV shows, TV everywhere. Wow. Yeah. But uh, not too many, not too many films. He did like Mulholland Falls, the you know, you know, The Firm, films like that. Yep. I'm looking up right now who shot this. Who is the director of photography? Uh, Don McLean. Don McLean. Or sorry, Nick Nick McLean. Nick McLean. Yeah, Nick McLean. He uh, he is of course famous for Joey the TV series. Yep. No, he did Friends as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's just, oh uh, god. Yeah. He did. Yeah, the last episode of Friends, and then a few others. Uh, Spaceballs, space boom, boom. And, uh, short Circuit. Cannonball Run 2. Cannonball Run 2. Cheech and Chong's Chong next movie. movie. So first, yeah. He had a decent career. <laughs> he's made money. He's, yeah, he got uh, to see fun. Yeah. He got to film fun things. Yeah. Cannonball Run 2. Oh, man. He was an electrical for a long time. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Cam up and then an electric and uh, yeah, and he was a, even a makeup guy at one point. All around, man. Yeah, and he actually in the film is uh, he can be seen in the film. He's Mouth's father. Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty cool. There we go. The only thing he ever directed, however, was. Uh, B.L. Stryker, who, uh, for those of you who don't know, stars the amazing Burt Reynolds with his mustache. So that's everyone? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a short-lived TV series. It ran uh, all the. It ran completely from 1989 to 1990. So you got a few. You got a few seasons. You got a, one season. One season. That's one. That's one. one year. Yeah. Yeah, that's un, uh, unfortunate. But spaceballs, hey, can't uh, can't go wrong there. Can't, yeah, the guy he got it right once. Not that I really watch spaceballs for its cinematic brilliance. No, absolutely. The lighting in it. But it was good. It was a good good film. <laughs> this is where they're at the wishing well. Troy, that's his name. Yeah. The guy who took a dump and hit the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Was reading Guns and Ammo. Guns and Ammo, yeah. In his cool red sweatsuit. I mean, you can see pretty clearly down at the bottom of that well that yeah, there's absolutely. a lot of other things going on. You'd think, uh, you know, somebody would get... I mean, they'd be looking down to get some water... In this well, yeah, and then they would see tunnels. Yeah, it's not really a good water supply. <laughs> no, and it's off to the side of the well, so it's unfortunate. Yeah. And then uh, here comes coming up one of uh, Sloth's big, big moments. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is where the. Uh, Introduction of the two characters together. Start liking each other, yeah. Where they become a great team, a great cinematic team. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually how I say hello to children. He's got great fashion sense, Chunk. You he know, does, with yeah. the plaid pants and the, like, the Jimmy Buffett shirts. Red, and... Yeah. The red jacket over top. Yeah. He's a... Uh, and Carhartt jacket. He looks like every Salvation Army circa 1990 <laughs> or now. Now, yeah. They tend to they tend to stock up on the same looking Yeah. Items. Sometimes you gotta shop at Value Village. That's just the way of the world. Have to make it, Mr. Frodo. Like if we get gone, someone's really gonna get hurt. Maybe dead. Besides, we gotta get to the police. Maybe Chunk already got to the police. Maybe Chunk is dead. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. There it is. Your unofficial tagline. I think that that's the tagline. Fuck. Fuck what IMDb says. <laughs> they can't always. Be also, right. what their posters say. I I've never seen that on the posters that I've seen. Well, I mean, that's a description more of... That's more of a description than it is a tagline. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it for you on a poster right now. All right. Hot shot. <laughs> There's other taglines, actually. Let's, uh... They're all descriptions. Yeah. They call themselves the Goonies, the Secret Caves, the Old Lighthouse, the Lost Map, the Treasure Traps, the Hidden Treasure, and Sloth. Join the adventure. 
But this is, I mean, a lot of taglines in the 80s were... Pretty garbage. Yeah. Pretty, was, pretty bad. I mean, whoever wrote them probably wasn't paid that much, you know? Like, it was... Yeah. <laughs> Another one that was on the back of the box is, uh, It's excitement all the way as Steven Spielberg and Richard Donner, the makers of Indiana Jones, Gremlins, and Superman. Uh, all three of those films, I don't know if they uh, go together so well. You know? Say it again. Gremlins. Okay. Indiana Jones, Gremlins, and Superman. Those are three very differently cut swaths of but cinema, I would say. They're all adventure. comparable to this film. Gremlins is kind of a semi-scary yeah. kids-ish film. Um, Indiana Jones is for everybody, really, even though it was PG-13 and a little bit darker. That one was a bit darker. But that, was, that would have been... Spielberg's last film. Yeah. And then Superman, I mean, you're going to compare anything. To, if a Superman film does well, you're going to always compare. <laughs> Is there anyone in history who, uh, when they see a Baby Ruth, doesn't say the Baby Ruth line Baby from this? Ruth? No. I think most people do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Baby I think it's probably the only thing that has kept the Baby Ruth company... Or Baby whatever. Ruth's in a lot of movies, though. Like, there's a Baby Ruth reference in uh, uh, Hellboy. Yeah. Um, Sandlot, which we talked about earlier, which I think maybe true. we should do the next next podcast on. We'll do one soon, we'll yeah. Do we'll one do one for it. sure, yeah. And then uh, I know that there's another one, but I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, mister. You're even hungrier than yeah. I am. Oh. There's a lot of uh a lot of corpses. <laughs> yeah, a lot of dead bodies. You know there's got to be something at stake, right? It's true. Although, you know, a child seeing a dead body, I think is a lot more traumatizing than these kids are letting on. Yeah, that's true. You know, especially one that's shot through the head and put in a <laughs> Into like an freezer. Fridge, yeah, freezer. <laughs> I mean, he's very caring. He so, is. You know? He's a very caring monster. Yeah. Sharing. Chunky and the Beast. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen a spin-off movie of this. <laughs> of what? Just just these two. <laughs> just chunk and sloth. Yeah. What do you say? You smell, you smell like fizz ed. That's fizz ed. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a uh, gross gentleman. That's an '80s reference, though. Very distinctly 80s reference. Fizz Ed? You smell like Fizz Ed. Why? I've heard that in a couple different... And it's always said weird, so you always never understand exactly what they're saying. Well, he says it like Fizz Ed. Fizz Ed. And I've heard it... I've heard it as, like, he smells like Fizz Ed, but, like, Fizz Ed, like, as if that was, like... Like there was a Z in it? But, like, F-I, like a, like a guy selling you carpets, Fizz Ed, like, I, I don't... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an official Goonies Facebook page. 
It's got a, it's got a lot of likes. I, I might be one of the people that like it. There's a Goonies movie quiz. You want to take the quiz? Sure. All right. I'll load it up for you here. All right. Here we go. go so we're uh, we're testing all his Goonies knowledge. Feel free to play along, even though you can't win anything, and uh, it's irrelevant. Okay, what is Chunk's first name? Lawrence, Sam, Brand, or Ryan? Lawrence. Lawrence. Boom. All right. What is the name of One Eye Willie's ship? Is it Caroline, Inferno, Sloth, or Goonie? Inferno. What chocolate candy do Sloth and Chunk share? Baby Ruth. Yeah, that we just, we just I know we just that. saw it, but yeah. What is the name of the belly dance that Chunk performs? I'm the not even. Truffle kidding. Shuffle. Yeah. Uh, what? Who plays the character? Mikey. We've already gone over that. We just. What did Mrs. Fratelli tell the boys the restaurant served? Tongue. Boom. Who said Goonies never die? Which character? Mikey. Yeah. Where did the boys find the treasure map? In Mikey's attic. There we go. What is the name of Mikey's housekeeper? If I give you the names, you'll you'll know for sure. Yeah, for sure. Ah. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, this doing, is gonna hurt. Doing pretty good at this point. Gotta. Okay, it's deep. not. It's not Consuela. It's not. Think of every stereotype Mexican I know, name. I know. I'm thinking of every one of them. Raúl keeps hitting. Me. <laughs> it's a woman. I know it's a woman, but that Raúl keeps coming. Raúl. Yeah, it's just Paul with an R. Um. Okay. Shit! Just give it to me. Rosalita. Rosalita. God. Who is Data's idol? 007, James Bond. Boom. All right. I think, uh, think you scored pretty good here. Oh, I got I to gotta put all this shit in? <laughs> all, right, all right. Anyways, I can tell you how well you did. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure you got everyone except, except for, for Rosalita. Rosalita. I can't believe I get Rosalita. That's, that's, that's horse crap. That's what that is. There we go. Apologize, not on my game. This is uh, Chunk and Sloth going through the mess that the boys have made. And Sloth murders several innocent citizens. Kills them. It's not really murder. (laughs) He didn't do it intentionally, right? Nope. The uh, restroom sequence. <laughs> the other restroom sequence. Yeah, the other restroom sequence. This is a pretty lucky of uh, Samwise Gamgee here, <laughs> getting to make out with Rosie Cod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where'd your braces go? That girl is so awkward. Like, I just can't, you know, you look at her and <laughs> it's just too bad. I think she gave him an old-fashioned there. 
<laughs> Martha Plimpton. Carrie Green is the uh, cute one there. Is she in anything else? Carrie Green? Yeah. I reckon, I mean... It's... Is Andy. Um, let's see. Ooh, those all look like 80s posters She's right still there. Still alive, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so that's a... Yeah, they're very... Uh, murder, she wrote. It's all TV. Yeah. Mad About You. The Heat of the Night. That's it. Since she directed something. She, uh, she's in Law and Order. Special Victims Unit. SVU. Director of the film Belly Fruit in 1999. Sounds like not very good. Don't play around with love is the tagline with uh, such stars as no one. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Vint, Tantanatzin Mandragon, and T.E. Russell are the stars in Belly Fruit. Looks, uh, looks like shit. Belly Fruit. On. Yeah, Belly Fruit. Interesting. Although uh, the guy, the uh, Michael Pena is in it. Michael Pena is the guy, uh, you know that he's he's a Latin guy who's in yeah. everything. He's he was in on the show yeah. Weeds, and basically anytime they need a not on Weeds is he? Yeah, he was in Weeds uh, in the second season, and he was in Eastbound and Down. Yeah, yeah. and he's in uh, Thirty Minutes or Less. Yeah, he's not in Weeds. He was in Weeds. He's not in Weeds. Who who's in Weeds then? You're thinking of Guillermo. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, the guy. Son of a home. bitch! I'm right behind you. <laughs> Turn around and ask forever, which is yeah. Guillermo Diaz. Yeah, you made up that last name. No, it's not. I'm no, just no, Guillermo. Somebody's coming. And then, so here we go. The quick escape. This is where we're getting closer to the very big One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, one, no, the One-Eyed Willie bo booty traps or booby yeah. traps. Select shoes! This is a hell of a product that uh, Data's come up with here. And yeah. the foresight to know to wear them. Oh, absolutely. On uh, such a... And didn't... Was there a band circa the... 2000s, a pop-punk pop band called Slick Shoes? Yes, there was. Yes. Very very common thing at that time to take names of characters from or things from 80s movies. Rufio. Yep. Slick yeah, that's Shoes. That's very true. Newfound Glory also covered uh, the Cyndi Lauper Goonies song, Good Enough. Really? Really good version of that on uh, their album uh, From Your Screen to Your Stereo 1, along with uh, My Heart Will Go On from Titanic. That's unfortunate. You've I, lost me now. No, no, but uh, then they do good ones from uh, with um, Karate Kid. Uh, huh. Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. I don't so know they did a that. lot of... Uh, they did a lot of 80s, like, theme songs. A couple 90s ones they did like uh, There's another another corpse. Yeah, another corpse. A piano made of a corpse, which I'm actually going to purchase on eBay. I mean, they <sighs> saw. They both they, got sacked. Yeah, they, I mean. And she just knows that she's never going to have a grandbaby. 
to scare the shit out of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they both slip on that pole. Even though they saw the slick shoe deal. Like, I mean, it was pretty... They saw how lubed up that pole was. Yeah. <laughs> and yet they still decided to sit down on it. Yep. Just, uh... Dead. Just filth. Muerte. Pretty, pretty tough. We've got to play the, the bones, bones to get, to get out, out of here. here. <laughs> of course, I mean, that would be the logical assumption, naturally. <laughs> I want to say that to a girl. you got to play the bones to get out of here. That's horrible. Because nothing sounds serial rapist-y about that. <laughs> nope, nothing at all. Yep. Got to play all... Very dusty, uh, dusty chord progression. Yes. <laughs> this would take ages to yeah. create. Yeah, it would really, uh, and especially just to put it somewhere underground, Astoria. Yeah. Well, no, uh, it's it's all one eye Willie sitting booty traps. So. Yeah. Another great green screen shot. Yeah, just into a random blue pit as well. Nothing yeah. like. Didn't really add anything to it. Why is it blue? Just, just you can fall into a blue pit. And we wonder where all this water is. Uh, all that water that they used went to. <laughs> They're coming up. They're coming up. Slowly, very slowly. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Kiquan talked about once. I don't know if the line's already passed where he says, holy S-H-I-T. The original line was, of course, holy shit. Yeah. Um, and his mother told him it didn't matter if he was doing a movie. He wasn't allowed to swear. Really? And so when getting to this movie, he knew that the line was there. And he wanted to say it. Because he didn't want to let down Dick Donner and uh, Steven Spielberg. So his compromise to himself was that I'll say holy S-H-I-T, but I really got to sell it. And so he just said it, and when he when he did it, he said both of them looked up and went, wow. you know what, let's keep that in. Let's, let's, let's do it like that. That's funny. Actually, or I think even Donner had said, well, who cares what your mom thinks? Like, he wanted him to still say it. Really? And then he, he went ahead and did that ad-lib anyways, and... I think that I mean it really adds. I think it adds to it. it makes oh, totally. It, more of a, it makes it more authentic because a kid would still say like, "What the frig are you doing?" Instead, yeah. to, to try and the word uh, the word shit is actually uttered nineteen times in this film, uh, if you include the word bullshit, uh, and that doesn't count the line "Holy S H I T," in which case it would be a nice round twenty. Even Stephen. Well, there's no F words in it. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to get the 13 rating, so. There you go. And then here come the Fratellis. Fratelli, uh, for those of, those they... Italian folks that uh, are out there listening to us. So, uh, you know, anybody. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, uh, Fratelli, of course, is uh, brothers. The word brothers 
and oh, really? Italian. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know it. This is the uh, slide sequence, which I think every kid in the world would have loved to have been a part of. And apparently, yeah. they all came down the slide, and then they weren't to. They hadn't seen the set before. They weren't allowed on the set before because Dick Donner wanted them all to have like the shock on their face. Yeah. But uh, at least four of them admitted on the commentary that they had snuck in and seen the ship at least a couple days beforehand. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think there's some story in here as well about they were going to get to meet Michael Jackson. What? Yeah. At the time, Michael Jackson was the biggest thing on the planet, and they were going to get... They, they uh, Spielberg was going to bring Michael Jackson to the set. And I think this was the day, the same day they did the slides, they were going to get to meet him and everything like that, so... Wow. Of course, here's the amazing, uh, the amazing ship. Which is a fucking epic set. <laughs> it really is a very, very big, incredible first, set. Yeah, the first real uh, thing of Martha Plimpton and Mouth hugging each other, showing any affection for each other, which comes to, at the end, one of the best lines in the movie. Your looks are pretty good when your face isn't screwing them up. <laughs> Again, a line I'd like to say to a girl, because that's horrible and amazing all at the same time but yeah beautiful set design if we can go back to uh, Chunk's puking story yep <laughs> apparently in the DVD commentary he claims that uh, you know the puking off the theater balcony isn't based in anything on anything in real life but Apparently, the theater story was a real-life prank pulled by Steven Spielberg while growing up in Phoenix. Ah, I should have remembered that. Imagine. kind of knew, yeah. Well, the, the other bit that apparently Spielberg used to do was in the, the scene in Poltergeist where the thing's pulling its face off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're having a hallucination pulling their face. That used to be something Spielberg would uh, wet toilet paper and put it to his face and then stand over, like, scare his sister as if he was pulling skin off of his face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Data's okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They see a lot of corpses to be as okay with this as they are. Yeah, they're really, really yeah. quite chilled about it. Yeah, they're really not that bummed out. <laughs> I mean, they're upset. Uh, Corey Feldman uh, was uh, really good friends with Michael Jackson, apparently. Hmm. It says uh, Mikey in the DVD commentary mentions Michael Jackson going over to Chunk's house in the scene, right? Or sorry, Mikey mentions it in the in the in the in the movie. In the earlier on, yeah. Uh, in in real life, Corey Feldman, who played Mouth, was close friends with the singer, and the two later became estranged. Uh, but he attended his Memorial service, Feldman. But I think that this was before they became friends. Yeah, yeah. possibly. I don't they they talked because they talked about the fact that Spielberg was bringing Michael Jackson to the set, and that was a big deal for every kid on the set, as it would have been at the time. You know, it would have been. I don't know if it would have been as much of a big deal now to bring Michael Jackson to a set full of children. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would have been a big deal for other reasons, obviously. I owe. Andy, why is that bitch touching anything? 
Apparently, uh, June 7th uh, was officially declared Goonies Day by the mayor of Astoria. That's amazing. Uh, during the 25th anniversary celebration in 2010. So for two years, June 7th has been Goonies, Goonies Day. Goonies Day in Estonia. I'm going to go to that. <laughs> in Estonia, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> at the time that they were... Uh, divorcing though they were divorcing at the time patty duke claims that she and john astin were uh, held hands and sobbed through the entire film when they saw it for the first time those are the parents of uh sean astin oh really yeah they, they cr- sobbed through the entire film Our son's the only one that's going to have a career after this. (laughs) So now the kids have found the the great one-eyed Willie. The great one-eyed Willie, yeah. So do these pirates just say, all right, we got our treasure, we're stuck here, let's all just sit here until we die? I suppose. Yeah. And, uh... At this point, they the kids have so much, you know, body experience, corpse experience. Yeah, they're fine with corpses now. Austin's not not afraid at all. He looks directly into the eye hole. Lifts up the the eye patch to check it out. He's freaked out by it, but he's still strong enough to handle. Mm-hmm. Why is there no like? There's no uh, eye socket. That's like, I always thought that that was strange weird. as well. It's like, like bone that, there. Yeah. I know I didn't understand that part. Like, the bone doesn't just grow over. Your well, yeah, well, what were you going to put not... there? Like, what would be there now? Everything that would have been in his eyes. I don't know. Put, put like a rat in it or a snake or something Spielbergy. That would Yeah, that would have been. Yeah. Would have been just as. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he had pretty rough teeth as well, this guy. Poor uh, one eyed uh, Willie. Long enough, Mikey. Long, Long enough. enough. <laughs> it's really going nuts on that inhaler yeah. as well. Uh, asthma inhalers, which will speed up your heart rate. Oh, from experience. Really? Yeah. There, uh, people used to get, like, uh, they'd try and get high on fucking... I, well, I tried in, like, grade six, but then I got... Try to get it. high on asthma inhalers? Well, we, somebody had one, and so, like... At the time, any drugs a drug to a sixth grader. People chug cough syrup and stuff. So, and you could blow smoke. Like if you did it enough yeah, times, yeah, you, you could blow sm- like a yeah. steam out, and that was the whole point. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> so now they're just—they're loading up on all the treasures, taking all that treasure. Who cares? Who cares? Just take it, Josh Brown. We're going to get murdered, but who cares? Because we got all this gold. Yeah. Data taking the quick bite to make sure it's real. Yeah. Ah, he's a man of science, so. Here come the Frontellis. Okay. This is war. This is war. Come on. Who left? We can't get alive, Mikey. We? What do you mean, we? Sissy? 
That's still a bit that totally works. What? The, the girls women, like women it. stopping in the face of danger to discuss the shit that they're wearing. Yeah. Oh, easy, easy. Sorry, I, I, yeah. that sounded overly angry. Yeah. <laughs> How did he keep that on That's him amazing all the that time? He punched himself with it. Yeah, punches himself in the face with his little gizmos, and then they punch the guy right. Yeah, clinch the guy in the nuts with the. Uh, and they use swords, use swords to, to try and wedge it off. And of course, she turns her gun properly in time, and she's so uh, well rooted to the ground that he makes it to her. And that the gun is so, the revolver is so heavy, it falls directly through this, through like, goal, yeah. you know, through the floor of this uh, pirate ship. That, you know, just you would, because you would think if they're walking yeah. on it, just because it's flawed doesn't mean it's not the fucking greatest movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, you're the one they call mouth. Mm-hmm. The pearl necklace coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Make your own joke here. Yeah. Well, it's uh, also, I think it's funny. She's several times attacked she's, his mouth. She, yeah, she's, she's, <laughs> she's she's really interested in what goes in mouth's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And what comes out of there? You gross old witch. Now here we go. Walking the plank with uh with Andy. Pretty classic bit, although it should be noted that no pirate ever made anyone walk the plank. Uh a pirate if it were gonna do anything to somebody to kill them, they'd just use them as target practice. Mm. And throw them overboard. Also, I don't know how she thought that would be really really bad just throwing her over the water like they swam up there i kind of think the fratellis believe at this moment that they're going to oh there it was yep um Hi. they believe that they were going to sail away on this pirate ship with all the with the gold and stuff and uh here comes you know the hero of the day sloth big pirate sloth and of course Happy, happy chunk. It's Captain Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he talks like an adult. My favorite pirate Captain gag. Captain Chunk says, let's get the hell out of here. My favorite pirate gag in any movie, in any situation ever, putting the sword or the knife between your teeth and doing something. Yeah. That's pretty classic. I found... Uh, now... A lot of comparisons have been made to between this movie. I mean, not in terms of awesomeness, but there's some great, great moments and great uh, child characters in uh, 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 Super 8. Yes. And well, uh, that guy is definitely, definitely reminiscent of Chunk, like the oh, chubby totally, kid. Yeah, yeah. He's totally, totally and Chunk. And the, the little wiener blonde kid yeah. is very much mouth, the mouth of this time yeah and of and course here's a reference uh uh sloth just ripped reference. off his yeah. uh, shirt and showed the superman and the superman theme played uh an obvious reference to richard donner's involvement uh and i mean warner superman. brothers owns the rights to it so of course they're gonna cross yeah. franchise <laughs> i don't wear a hairpiece 
I love Joe Pagliano. He's one of my favorite actors. Honestly, Sopran like this movie was one of the ones that got me into him, but him and Sopranos is absolutely... I watched an episode the other day where uh, I guess it'd be his stepson, Jackie Jr., gets killed mm-hmm. be- by one of his guys, and he plays it so amazingly. He's just a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Even in stuff where it is far out like this, where there's a sense of non-reality, he does really good. Here we go in the face of danger. Still got to make out. Yep. And he, she's tied up. Is that a Fifty Shades of Grey reference right there? Uh-huh. You're all uh, you're all about this shit right now. I don't know. It's topical. Yeah, it's topical. Um, come to mama. Here's where. Sloth. <laughs> he remembers Sloth his roots. Really changes, this is yeah. this is probably the most ridiculous thing. dropped you once, maybe twice. I'm still a good mother. And it's really just throwing her into a pool. Like it's, you know, it's no worse than that. His dive is pretty good here. Yeah. (laughs) Just all forehead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, uh, we were talking about J.J. Abrams' Super 8 for a second. Yes, yeah, we were. And uh, uh, I can't remember what about now, though. We compared. Well, I mean, that, another, another Spielberg-produced film. It, 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 they, were, they were trying to get it sort of It referenced a ton of Spielberg. Oh, totally. Slash, you know, like these 80s kind of films. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they were kind of going for is another 80s adventure children's film. Yeah. I thought it was really good, too. It's pretty. I thought it was pretty successful. A ragtag bunch of kids. I liked it. it was and you good. didn't know those, who any of them were. Those, that those kind of kids thing. and those kids were funny in it. And yeah, good. And they swore a ton. Oh, they you cursed, know what I mean? They, they cursed. Curse a storm. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's like a Kevin Smith kids movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. Kind of like a grown-up version of the Goonies. Not grown-up, but like a modern version of the Goonies. Set before where the Goonies takes place. Though. Yeah. <laughs> And again, the, probably the final Rube Goldberg contraption. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of Bugs Bunny episodes or something watched before they wrote this, I think. Oh, absolutely. No, just honestly, if you, I've spent entire nights watching, going on YouTube and watching Rube Goldberg thing. There's, there, there's one in there that, like, Japanese have mastered that. And just to get... A bowl of noodles, get hot water on a bowl of noodles. The roots that people take sometimes is just impressive. Mm-hmm. The dynamite comes into play. The even the the other bit of the 
where we got that Rube Goldberg going where she t takes the money off of that scale and Mikey had even said, no, that's Willie's money. He knew. Hmm. He knew that that's where the trap was. Little uh, special effects building falling, or not building, what would this be, cave falling yeah. apart. Although it has really withstood the test, the test of time test to have time, that thing yeah, here. Absolutely, yeah. What you know, all it needed. Such a fragile earth. Yep. Go ahead. Go go between my. They nuts needed his together. mighty yeah. strength. Yeah. <laughs> Just yelling at her. And then. Uh, I love you, little chunk. <laughs> I love you too. You're gonna get crushed. <laughs> <laughs> Heartwarming. It really was, yeah. Yeah. Another little uh, blue screen. Green screen disaster, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, for that time, that's about as good as you were gonna get. Oh, yeah, for sure. You look at like another pirate movie from like the 1940s. Forget it. Forget about it. Or a movie full with terrible, terrible green screens. Ghostbusters. Probably our next film that we're doing probably, for yeah, uh, Halloween. Probably, yeah. Probably next one, yeah. Uh, well, they're not terrible. They're not great. Oh, they're rough. There's a couple rough they get ones. Rough. You're right, yeah. you're right. But, but, I mean, it was the... Here comes our director. At the Dick time. Donner plays one of the bike cops, the one on uh, the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not with a cigar in his mouth, which is a little disappointing, but hey. Sometimes you're going to put the brown dick down. <laughs> and it's funny, all the parents are wearing like the exact same clothes as their kids. Yeah. Well, they gotta. Yeah, because otherwise we wouldn't realize that Data's parents were Vietnamese. Yeah. <laughs> And Chunks, and chunks for dad. sure. Yeah, we would have never known that Chunks' they parents were, were a Buffett little bit heads. Yeah. yeah. Parrot heads? Is it parrot heads? Isn't parrot that, heads, yeah, yeah. That's what they call them. <laughs> and they bring a pizza. Domino's pizza, yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> here comes the octopus line that I was talking about earlier. All right. Okay, maybe I'm incorrect, but anyways, where we missed, we missed the uh, the octopus scene. It wasn't in this version that we're watching. It happens right before they get to. The, it's when they come down the water slide, and they're heading towards the ship. <laughs> That's cannot, okay, Daddy. You can't hug a photograph. You're my best invention. Made Jeez. you with my balls. <laughs> Here comes. Yeah. Wow, thank you. Real moment. You know, your voice is kind of nice when your mouth isn't screwing it up. Yeah, well, thanks. You know, your looks are kind of pretty when your face doesn't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> Genius. Your looks are kind of pretty when your face doesn't screw it up. And now, uh, of course, all the hookups happen. Yeah, all the hookups. All now that the danger's over. Yeah. It lets him know that someday he'll find a girl to kiss. Yep. But for now, Josh Brolin. Yep. 
Making out like a bandit. Oh, yeah. Brand really had a pretty random kind of minimal, like, uh, you know. He's not integral to the movie, however, he does. I he, guess you need it, the older brother. You need it, yeah, the need one the, that has the the brains. The as brawn? A, not a, yeah, brawn, I guess. He's I not know. really brains. He's not really brains, no, you're right. But he is semi a voice of reason. Yeah. Blocking sloth with the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'd think he'd get in tr trouble for uh, just lifting the cop. Yeah. Uh, oh, I found this, actually. The, uh... What that Chinese translation was. Oh, did you? Yeah. Something so about something about him being oh yeah, near the end of the movie data. All right, so anyways, right here it's like data, you know, says something in Chinese with the sub Chinese subtitles. The subtitles apparently translate to "He is a big strong man." <laughs> pretty straightforward. Uh so disappointed. I thought it was gonna be "He's a big motherfucker." He's got some, he's got a really good good pair of glasses there. He does. Uh, yeah. His dad uh, his dad's a real brainiac professor nerd, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Gotten a couple shout out. Well, one shout out. Um, Adam Ray. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Said uh, not until you do the shuffle shuffle chunk. He wants us to do the shuffle shuffle. I yeah, believe one of our listeners in Australia. Well, uh, if uh, newly engaged. Adam Ray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although, uh, I mean, we could do the truffle shuffle, but it would be completely irrelevant would be to irrelevant, you because yeah. uh, you can't, you can't see really us right see now. Us. This is an audio podcast, so sorry, buddy. However, feel free to watch the movie with us yeah, as it is. Enjoy uh, the truffle shuffle. You know, I mean, I'm saying this now where he would have had to listen and watch the entire movie to get to this point for me to say that, but ho hopefully you have. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, we're just rounding out the end of the film here. I like how immediately he just rips up the paper. Yeah. Again another <laughs> Where did all that paper come up from behind I don't him? Know. It really <laughs> yeah, it really became a big confetti storm. But uh yeah. The octopus, that's what he just said. Pirate ship sailing off. One-Eyed Willie going on his next adventure. Inspired by these children, he's decided to uh, hoist the sails again, if you will. <laughs> Chuck, I just sloth have a blanket. <laughs> yeah. 
Who takes care of Sloth now? Chuck. Yeah. It's kind of a burden on the family, yeah, wouldn't you what, say? Well, what did I say Chuck was going to be doing? What do we think Chuck was going to be doing? Running the pizza shop? Sloth's in the back helping him make Zaz. So there we go. It's good enough for me. Yep. And I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Holy, holy Hannah. It's a long podcast, 148. Wow. But, uh, you know, it's a classic, classic film. So I hope you have enjoyed the Goonies. Uh, anything else we need to say or anything else you want to say about the uh, the Goonies here there, Mark? Uh, no, I really enjoyed watching this. this is, I've been pushing to watch this one since we started the podcast, so I, I, I feel like I've gotten all my favorites. I mean, we're going to do Ghostbusters next, which is easily right up there as one of my favorite movies of all time. So, I, you know, it's, it's I like doing this, so. Well, there we go. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, hope you have yourselves a fantastic rest of the, well, whatever time you have listened to this. It yeah. could be a weekend. It could be a weekday. I don't judge. Could be thousands of years from now, after the destruction. Let's uh, <laughs> let's hope we leave better legacy than this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for listening to the Real Idiots, folks. Again, you can follow us on Twitter, Real Idiots. We also have a Facebook page. Just look up Real Idiots, and uh, also uh, you can follow both of us individually, Reem himself and Duder McNarley uh, on Twitter. And uh, don't forget to check out our other podcast, uh, the Ice Holes uh, Comedy Podcast. Um, You can also find that on iTunes as well. So, uh, yeah, have yourselves a great one. And uh, let's see. I I feel like we need a tagline. We need a tagline at the end of this to end the fucking podcast. Now you say it right when we're trying to finish it. I could have been thinking one the whole time. Uh, Oh, let's just finish it with uh, never say die. Sounds as good as any. Good enough. Hi-oh.